Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you with holes in your socks. Us city slickers, there was no water in spots, so we'd head to the corner. Mr. Warner would knock off the knob on top of the Welcome, welcome, welcome back, all my do-dadders, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. This is Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, I am your host, Mo Green. What's happening, everybody? Um, Thank you again, as always, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Giving me another week. Checking back in. I want to give a big shout out to my guest last week. Mr. Omri Boyko, longtime friend of mine, old college roommate, now being roommates back with his parents due to the coronavirus quarantine, headed out of New York City for higher ground smartly. Wish I could have done it. Um, you're doing the right thing. Uh, it was a fantastic episode. We talked a lot about his son um, being 14 months now and and dealing with parenting during you know, this quarantine thing, having to work at home, how he's navigating that. And then also how he's kind of navigating, uh, being at home with his parents as a parent, um, and kind of the ins and outs of how that dynamic is working, uh, specifically when it comes to his parents kind of reliving or in certain cases kind of living through this early childhood development for the first time themselves because they were hustling so hard when when he was uh, his son's age. So that was fantastic. If you haven't checked out that episode, definitely, definitely jump in on it. Um, but now we're kicking into this week's episode. Uh, as always, before we get started, to connect on the fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram at dadhardpod, and you can catch every episode of the podcast, not only on your preferred podcast platform, but on wedadhard.com. We have a running, running playlist of all episodes, uh, starting with the most recent and just working your way back. So if you just want to jump in and easily find the pod or easily find an episode, wedadhard.com is right there and it has links to all uh, podcast platforms that you could ever want. So check that out. Um, This week, it is week 40 of being a parent. Week 40. That means I'm only like 12 weeks away from my daughter being one years old. And that is mind blowing. Um, she's just grown up. Like it's grown at the speed of light. Um, it, it feels both like it was just yesterday, but also that I've been in this for four years already. Um, and it's crazy the rate by which they're accelerating their development once they get past that six month point is just like by the speed of light. So it makes it like everything is going so much faster. Um, you know, I've been talking about it for the last few weeks, how rapidly she's just developing right now. Once she hit that like seven, eight month point and through the ninth month, it was just like, vroom, and it just continues as she goes into to month 10 now. Um, and, uh, some, some big things she's really starting to do. Um, 
is really in communication. You know, this has been a big week for her learning how to communicate or not necessarily learning how to communicate, but effectively starting to communicate with us. You know, previously she was always able to like cry if she didn't like something or something was bothering her or if she wasn't getting what she wanted. But now she has started to learn how to point. So when she's pointing, she's pointing to things that she wants, whether she is like, oh, I'm seeing that for the first time, like get me closer to this doll that has been up on my shelf forever and I'm now just noticing it, let me see that. Or it's wanting to get a more in-depth look at a poster on her wall. Um, you know, she's, or, or even when she's, she's eating and she wants her water or she wants a bottle, you know, she's pointing to those things to now let us know things that she wants. You know, she wants this book. She wants that toy. You know, she points and then goes, you know, and it's super, super interesting to watch that be kind of the first level of direct communication that she's having with us. You know, there's been there's been all sorts of communication, obviously, you know, crying and, and noises and all that stuff is, is your child trying to communicate. But this is the first time that it's an effective form of communication. And it's like direct. It is, you know, she's telling you exactly what it is she's trying to communicate um, and it's crazy and and going along with the pointing stuff she's now able to start understanding when we want her to do certain things or understand or find certain things you know like if we say hey where's your nose she will go and she knows she understands now she's learned that, that she has a nose, she points to it, etc. You know, where is your book or where is the dog? She kind of now understands from us speaking about that thing for so long now, she knows what we're talking about. And it's been really cool to see that that's like a, a really effective form of communication and it's so direct you know, you would think that that and, and maybe maybe it's the case with with other children where, you know, it doesn't come that direct and that quick, you know, um, but but it's amazing to see that she understands things so well and is able to, you know, communicate her understanding of that and uh, react to that understanding. You know, um, it is really, really, really awesome. Uh you know, but with that development comes, you know, the the, the naughtiness, I, sh I should say, because now she just wants to do whatever she wants to do. And because she can communicate effectively now, she's become more emotional, right? She it gets upset when we tell her that she can't have something. You know, she's now liking to really pull up her playmat. And when we tell her no, because there's so much dirt and shit under it, you know, she just now starts crying and she gets upset. She's like, mommy and daddy just yelled at me and now I'm sad and I'm crying and she's crying hysterically. And today, actually, for the first time, she actually pulled the, 
one parent said no, so I'm going to look at the other parent and see if they think it's okay. And that was so funny to see. I told her she was pulling up the playmat and I was like, no. And she started crying and she looked at my wife as if she was going to get a different answer to say it was okay. And my wife was like, no. And then she kept crying. But it was very, very, very funny. Um, that is the first time that that's going to happen uh, because it's going to happen a million and a half other times when one of us tells them, tells her that she, you know, can't go to the movies or can't go to do you know, some wild shit that she wants to do when she's 16. And then she goes and, and asks the other one and says, mommy, mommy said, no, will you say yes? I just kind of foresee all of that happening right now. This is like the first glimpse into, into that whole good cop, bad cop, uh, or trying to pit us against each other in that good cop, bad cop type of scenario. Uh, the foresight, I, I already see it happening. I'm already dreading it uh, because I know that every time my wife says no, she's going to come directly to me and I am probably not going to be able to back down from that. I'm too soft. She's got my heart wrapped around her finger. It's uh, She's definitely daddy's girl and, and she's going to know that immediately once she understands. Um but yeah, the emotions that she's getting now is just crazy. And this is what this is this is what happens, you know, as they get they get into this ninth, tenth, you know, and then into the into the end of their first year, uh, they because they can now communicate things, they understand when things are being communicated to them. They understand positives and negatives. And it's pretty it's pretty wild. It was pretty wild to see how emotional and upset she got. Um, when she was told no, that was kind of really the first time that, or this has been the first series of times where she's shown that emotion other, you know, other times, obviously she cries and she wants something or doesn't like when something's happening or doesn't get what she wants or she gets hurt, you know? Uh, but this is the first time it's like, my feelings are hurt. And I am going to emotionally display that unhappiness. And it's, it's wild. You know, every, every step, I say, I say it every week, but every step of this type of development and learning and all the stuff, watching your child become a person, you know, um, is so crazy. And it's dope. It's fucking awesome. You know, you, you're watching this little thing that came out as an alien and now they're turning into a full-fledged human being, person, emotion-having little human. It is fucking wild. Um, and, and that's what it's been this week. It's the development of the emotions and, and her communication really getting more direct. You know, um, that's been that's been a wild situation in week 40. And, uh, you know, let's see how that unfolds because I'm sure it's only going to get worse and more direct and more emotional as we go down. Um, but yeah, that's that's it on the developmental side for, for week 40 uh, of fatherhood. So Des, if you haven't hit that yet, so you got to look out for, you know, start start getting your getting your emotion, your heartstrings intact right now because once they start getting emotional, they're going to be pulling them all over the place. It's going to be like a police system. It's trying to go up and down, up and down like you're a puppet. Um, but, you know, that's what it is. We'll see. We'll see how it develops from here. Uh, she's almost a year old and that's wild. Um, but that that is all. Uh, in this week's guest segment, which we'll jump into right after the musical break, 
we have our newest father to date. Um, my uh, my longtime friend just had his first child, a, a baby girl, one week ago. One week ago, we well, one week from doing the interview, we did the interview over this past weekend, right before Mother's Day, and one week before Mother's Day, he had him and his wife brought their daughter into the world. Um, so we're getting kind of a, a first time snap reaction of what it is like to transition into the mode of fatherhood. Uh, it's like fresh on his mind, like you know, might as well be fresh out of the, the baby might as well be fresh out of the womb. And he's coming right in to giving snap reactions. Um, and it's super interesting because he's also, he also talks a lot about how um, the COVID situation that's going on right now uh, is affecting um, the process of birth and hospitalization, etc. So it's super interesting. Um, definitely check that out. For now, we're going to jump into the musical break and we will catch you on the other side. Come and take a ride with me. We can smoke the Mary And we are back with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. And as always, you know, once that music break hits, it is time for the guest segment of the show. And also, as always, I got a super califragilisticexpialidocious special guest um, because not only has he been one of my best friends since we've been like 11 years old, um, but he actually had his child, his daughter, and entered the realm of fatherhood one week ago today. Uh, so I'm speaking to him. We were actually trying to do a a combo episode with another one of our friends that is only a couple of days apart from him from having his kid. Uh, but then all of a sudden, boom, Dan, you entered fatherhood. So with no further ado, I'd love to introduce one of my best friends on the planet, longest friends on the planet, Mr. Dan DeVere. How are you and how is dadding? Thanks, Mo. Amazing introduction. Uh, dadding's great, man. Dadding is great. It's uh, it's very emotional yes. uh, on both sides. I feel like I've g- grown hormones overnight. Hundred percent. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's a large sense of pride that you're 
gonna that you brought something into this world and that you're taking care of it now. For sure, that's that's like the 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 best thing about it is like you how you feel like you feel so like proud of yourself, you know. And there's not like a lot of times, at least for for me, where like you get to just feel proud of yourself for being a part of something and doing something special, you know, and like, I feel like this is like one of those times where like you need and should feel proud of yourself because it's an incredible moment, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I agree. Like, uh, you know, I've never been a big fan of birthdays. I'm like, I'm 34 years old. Like you should live to be 34, but like bringing someone onto this planet and then keeping them alive, like I, I'm, I'm proud of that. You should be, like, I, like we just said before we started recording. Every twelve hours, you keep the baby alive is big win. Yeah, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, so you had a couple. So you had a couple wild things kind of happen with you know actually having your daughter um, because not only did it come a little bit early, a few days early, but like we're also in the middle of this fucking coronavirus pandemic and shit. And, and I imagine being in the hospital and having to deal with all of that and all the uncertainty, et cetera, regulations, whatever, uh, was also pretty scary. Uh, so how, like run me through kind of like how, how was the experience of like when she started going to labor and how, how the entire thing kind of occurred? Where was your head at? How were you emotionally? What was, what was running through your entire soul? Sure. So maybe I'll take you through the labor part first, and then I'll go into the COVID stuff second. Uh, You know, we got a lot of recommendations to try and stay at home as much as possible. Uh, She had had light contractions for a while, all day, and then at 3 in the morning, they got intense. Um, And then we probably waited about an hour too long. 7 in the morning, we head to the doctor, and she is having, like, monster epic contractions dropping f-bombs left and right on her on on her knees in the in our lobby on uh on her knees in the uh, hospital lobby and so this is where the covid crosses over like i get her into the hospital lobby a woman comes over she's like i have her from here and i go to park the car because i want to go up with her and she has three contractions and because she hasn't been tested for COVID, like no one is getting close to her. So oh she's by God. herself. No one's like pushing on her back um, or anything. And no one's willing to get close. So that's insane. Ev- yeah. So eventually she gets taken up in a wheelchair okay. um, and she's getting checked in. Meanwhile, I get back. And we're separated for about two hours. Oh, my God. And they don't want anyone who doesn't need to be in a room to be in a room. Okay. Uh, or, or to be wandering around. And with that being said, the lobby is completely empty. Like, without the elective surgeries going on, you could make an argument that a hospital is one of the safest places that you could be because of sure. the um, because of the precautions that are going through. And you're going in, like, you get to the lobby, they're taking your temperature, they're getting all of your information, um, once, yeah, they're taking all your information so that there can be some contact tracing in case you test positive. Okay. So, that two-hour period was a little rough, just because I know she's hurting, and I can't be there. Of course. She eventually gets checked in, and then, two hours later, they let me up. Once you're in the room, there's no leaving. So 
Uh, oh, so you couldn't leave? So once you guys were in the hospital, like, you could not even, like, leave to, like, go to the store and, like, get no, breakfast? No. So, yeah, that is, like, the big thing that if we had to do anything differently, we packed, like, two changes of clothes, and I would have replaced all of those with right. snacks, Gatorades, etc. Right. Um, but with that being said, you know, she gets her epidural, the nurses and the doctor are just, like, amazing, and they're always checking in. I, I, I might make the argument that they check in on you more because they don't want you floating around in the hallways, of which course. you're not allowed to be in. Makes sense. Um, you know, and then, so, what happened to us is our COVID test didn't come back in time when the kid was born. Oh, my God. So, Blair had to push in a mask, which oh is my just God. brutal. Like, I don't know if any of you guys have tried to go on a run with a mask on, but, like, you get three blocks, and it, it's your, it's like you're breathing in a steam, steam room. Forget forget going uh, on a run. I can't even, like, walk a block without, like, <laughs> feeling like I can't breathe with one of these masks on. They made her push with a mask? That's yeah. insane. Yeah, so she, she took it off at one point, and the doctor's like, you need to put that back on right now, which I totally understand. It's like you're... You know, it's if a doctor gets it, it's just going to spread like wildfire because they're sure. touching so much stuff. Um, so she, um, what's it called? So, you know, baby comes out uh, looking super healthy. Um, but then the nurse puts the baby onto Blair's chest and she's on there maybe 20 seconds. And then the doctor pulls it back, and she's like, she has not tested negative for COVID. You need to pull that baby off. No fucking way. Yeah, so then the baby, they're doing all this stuff, and the baby's in a bassinet, like, just chilling. Oh, my God. And eventually Blair's test comes back negative, and Blair's able to hold the baby. My my test didn't come back negative till, like, midnight, and but, but, like, in four hours later... A nurse was like, yo, if you put the mask on, and because your wife came back negative, you're definitely negative, you can hold the baby. So, like, I stared at my kid for four hours. Oh, my God, without being able to touch her. Yeah, and when I tell people that, they're like, oh, that's so hard. And, it, it like, it's still so cool. You just brought this kid onto the planet, and then when you hold her... It's not less special. It, like, maybe is better. It's more special because you had sure. to wait. Yeah, it kind of um, extended the process. Like, you knew yeah. that it was here for so long, and you, like, were able to see it. It's like that anticipation, like, totally. I want to touch it, I want to touch it, I want to touch it. And then, yeah. boom, it's like fireworks hit. 100%. And as far as, like, the nurses and doctors, like, the COVID protocol, the communication levels are super high. Everything is being tracked. I felt incredibly safe the whole time. I never had any doubts about our daughter being in jeopardy. The cool part is your daughter stays with you the entire time. For sure, because they don't they take don't her out want her exactly. Yeah. So you know that was really cool. And the other cool part is we got to leave after tw- twenty four hours. Awesome. Um. Yeah. And so those are the upsides. For sure. Um. That- to that. Dude, but for anyone who is get, get about to give birth, like I would just say, you want to go find out the hospital protocol to getting checked in because that two hours we were apart was kind of rough, and you just want to know how they're going to deal with it because it's changing like literally by the day. The doctors and nurses sometimes aren't aware of what's going on, so that you want to kind of go through like the hospital administration. Gotcha. I remember you texted me 
during those two hours when you were in the lobby and and she was getting upstairs and by herself. Like, I could not imagine not being with my wife, like, during any second of this entire process. I couldn't even imagine how awful I would feel and, like, how, like, like anxious I would be if like I couldn't be there as she was going through these contractions and going through getting a room and having to check in and do all that by herself. Were you just like freaking out or were you cool, calm and collected? Like, okay, the doctor's got her. Uh, It's going to be fine. I'll be up there in a second. What was your kind of mind space like? Like I wasn't worried about her because I felt like she was in good hands, but I, I just felt bad like she's going through the brunt of this she's the one that has the contractions going on inside of her she's the one that's been pregnant for 10 months or whatever it is and it's like i just want to be there to hold her hand to help out do whatever i can and i'm not able to do that so i felt like i'm not doing my role that's a great that's a great way to put it yeah so i guess i stayed slightly calmer just because I knew that she wasn't, like, going to get hurt. Our baby wasn't in jeopardy. Right, okay. But that is kind of our role, right? During this whole thing, during the pregnancy, everything, it's kind of just to be the Scotty Pippen, for lack of a better term. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the Pippen, the Rodman, 100%. the Kerr, whatever, whoever Jordan needs at that moment, you know, that's who we are. We are the re- remainder of the, the 90s Bulls. And the, the, the mom is freaking Jordan because also what she's doing is ungodly like it is superhuman what they're capable of you also went into this thing not knowing the sex of the baby yeah which I kept telling you guys I I wouldn't be able to do I thought it was insane (sighs) how was it when the baby came out and you found out how was what what happened did they just pull it out and say hey it's this is what it is or did like how did that go down how did you guys feel about it um, cause I imagine that was also an insane situation as well. Yeah. I mean, it's freaking why, I mean, I was in the position where I don't care what we were having. Sure. Like if it was going to be a boy, it's going to be amazing. If it's going to be a girl, she's going to be the biggest badass on the planet. Facts. I, I, I had already outlawed like all things pink. I'm like, this girl is fucking kicking people's asses and taking names. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's like you, you don't know what's going on. There's so many freaking cords. There's the umbilical cord is longer than you've ever seen. There's yes. like blood and it's just it's it's a crazy scene in there and the the doctor's turning the baby and Blair's like, What is it? And I'm like, I have no clue And she's like, It's a girl and I'm like, Shit <laughs> That's so um, awesome. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, how do you feel now about being a girl dad? Oh, I'm so freaking pumped. I mean, first of all, like, I think, like, my seven good friends who have had babies in the last year, they've all been girls. Yes, we have. <laughs> so, so that's pretty dope. It's really cool. I think maybe, I, I, I can't tell if I have, like, a little more protection over her. Like, I already sent some, you know, we have some friends who have some one-year-olds that, uh, might be her age at camp, and I already sent them death threats <laughs> if they're children, like, touch charlie that's amazing um but yeah it's i always uh, i I always say i obviously don't have anything compared to because i also have a girl right but i always say that there's something like when they look at you 
right? There's like, there is really like an angelic softness and like, um, just, there's just like a, a thing about when like your baby girl looks up at you and it might be the same with boys. I don't know. But like, I just, it's an unmatched eye contact situation when my daughter looks up at me. It's just yeah. incredible. No, I'm with you. Well, like, your daughter also looks like a daughter now. Like, up yes, until now, I, I thought every baby looked like an alien, and I still do. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's my kid, so she's the cutest ever, Fast. but everyone else is an alien. I know that's just such a bias, because they are all aliens for yeah. at least three weeks yes. until they start being humans. Yeah, well, um, and then you look back at pictures of those of like the first three months, yeah. and you're like, "Oh my god, how did I not realize that she was still an alien at three months?" Yeah, seriously. But I do like instantly as soon as I had her in my arms, I was also like, "Wow, I love everyone else's kids more." Like, I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you so one hundred percent. It is. It's like a funny thing that just kind of happens to you when you become a parent. You just kind of like understand parents more and you appreciate and just like love their kids so much more because you've now like entered that as i always call it the fatherhood brotherhood or the parenthood brother sisterhood you know um there is just a connection that you like um, instantaneously have with other parents and other kids i'm right there with you with that one yeah it's so interesting it's like uh, maybe it's comparable to when someone passes away. Like you get a lot of people saying like, yo, I'm sorry that so-and-so has passed away. And then you basically never hear from anyone again. But like when you really need people is like the next week, like sure. three days later and the fatherhood, sisterhood, brotherhood, whatever you want to call it. We have gotten so many texts yeah. from people like two, three, four, five days later from like nine in the morning to three in the morning to seven at night. How you doing? Do you need anything? Yeah. And that has really made us feel incredibly special. And I, what I think is funny is like no one had told me about this. Like it's like a secret. Yeah. <laughs> like yo, you have a kid, and now people, like all these parents, they care about you like more. And I'm like, yo, now I care about all these parents and kids more. Dude, it's so true. It's like you're entering a secret society, which is why yeah. nobody can talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's, you're entering this secret society that's just like so fucking cool. It's like the skulls, but with kids. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It oh. does make me think like how the world is like not more connected because like we all go through this together. Yeah. Like, you know, we're all having kids. Yeah, dude, it's so, it's 100% true. And everything you're going through, uh, maybe not with, you know, with the exception of like the, the specific situational COVID stuff, but everything that you're going through now, every other parent in the history of the universe has also gone through for the most part or some semblance of what it is. So like, that you just like have that innate connection. If they're reaching out to you, you know that it's because specifically because they know exactly what you're going through at that moment in time when they're reaching out to you and they know how difficult it was for them and how either it helped so much that somebody reached out to them or they wished that somebody had reached out to them for with that support, which is why they're reaching out to you because they know exactly what you're going through at that moment and just know that like that call that text does mean a lot and it does like help to know that you have that support and you have an ear to talk to um yeah it's a really cool thing being a fucking parent ain't it yeah man it's i've never been prouder of like anything in my entire life that's, uh that's true 
It's and very, very we've true. won some really big basketball tournaments at Jewish summer camp. That's so very true. That I mean, this is that's a big statement to be made. <laughs> it's but, very true. So now you're you're home. You got the baby back at home. How has that been? How's it? You know, you're one. You're literally a weekend. So not only is it awesome that you that you're a dad and your wife is a, as a mom, but like this is also it's also kind of like her Mother's Day present. Mother, we're talking on Saturday before Mother's Day, and Mother's yeah. Day is tomorrow. How awesome is that? That she is becoming a mother for the first time, like literally days before Mother's Day. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool that it, it's it's Mother's Day. Um, that you're a mom, I mean, you take this kid home and all of a sudden you're like a family and there's no like grand ceremony, yeah. you know, it's just like, here it is. And that's how the kid comes out too. It's like, oh, we're about to have a baby up. You take the baby home, uh, baby's crying and you know, you're looking around for, for help and you're like, uh, I don't know. Um, we're definitely, the first night was freaking awesome you know, you keep that baby alive for 12 hours and you're like, okay, we can do this. Like yeah. we got this. Yeah. Um, we were lucky enough to have a baby nurse, which is amazing because it's like having a coach Yeah. and like, I mean, in our generation, it's like, you know, I go to install a pull-up bar. I go to YouTube and look how to install the pull-up bar. There is no YouTube for what the hell to do when your baby's crying 100%. and like, you don't know if you fit her enough. Right. 100%. Um, and then you bring in the whole breastfeeding part, which, you know, you're just like, is this working? Is it not working? I don't know. Is this supposed to be happening? No. Um, so it's it, it's been amazing. Um, definitely the baby nurse takes a lot of stress out of the situation because anything you're doing, she's kind of coaching you through and showing you what to do. I feel 10 times more confident than I did four days ago. That's awesome. Um. And there's, like, basically no greater feeling, in my mind, than, like, feeding your baby. Uh, we talked like, about this earlier today. When they are drinking the milk, it is like, I am making this thing grow. This <laughs> is freaking awesome. Yeah. It's very yeah. so true. It really yeah. is true. Um, like, you you also texted me that earlier today. Yeah. And I, I said, like, yeah, it's really awesome because it's the first time where you – have the opportunity to be the provider for your child. You know, yeah. like a lot of this first this this first couple months, it's a lot of like, you know, a lot of the pressure is on the mom, right? It's a lot of mommy yeah. stuff. It's breast, you know, when they need to eat, it's because it's to mom. It's, you know, and they need that that connection, you know, and so when you're able to feed your your baby for the first time, it's like that's what it's like. It's like, wow, this is my first chance to provide and actually give something to this child that she needs. Totally. You know, it's, totally. it's, I agree with you. It's the best. It was the best feeling. The one guidebook that I read going into fatherhood, I mean, that I read in full, I tried a bunch and they were all terrible, but like the one that I read in full, he was so adamant and it stuck in my head. He's like, when you're ready to start going to bottle, Got to make sure that as the dad, you're the first one to give your baby the bottle because simply for that reason, there is no better feeling than that. And yeah. he was million yeah. percent right. Yeah, no, I couldn't uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, how was that whole pregnancy and pre parenthood process? Um, I mean, my wife Blair was a freaking champ. I mean, she was just incredible and i think we got really lucky that 
she had a really healthy pregnancy. Um, like two days before she went into labor, she thought she um, might have been getting contractions. Okay. And it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. And there was a 15 minute period where I was like, oh shit, this is happening. And I was not ready. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know what that felt like, what it felt like, but it just felt like helplessness. Like, ah, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, for like, sure. All, all, all I know is I'm supposed to get this bag. I know where the car is parked, drive there, but it was like, this is going down. Um, do you think those I two, don't know I don't mean they, to interrupt, but do you think those, that, yeah. that happening two days before it actually happened because, because your, your, you know, your daughter was a, a few days early, right? Yeah. The, did you think that those, that, that feeling in those first two days helped prepare you for when it actually happened, even though that was also kind of a surprise? Oh, 10,000%. That's awesome. It's like, you know, the first time you have a feeling, whether it's like a sprained ankle or, you know, you win a race or you're nervous before giving a speech, like, it's so, it's so powerful because you've never felt it before. And you don't know like what to expect and you need someone to be like, this is okay, this is not okay. And then the second time around, you're like, I remember this happening. I remember getting through this. I can do this. And so, yeah, it was a a huge help to like just wrap my mind around it. Um, I think all of it is really dependent on just like what kind of wife you have and and what kind of relationship you have, you know, I'm very lucky that my wife is a total fucking badass true. and she, you know, and she's a trooper. And, uh, we also just got very lucky that she was healthy. Yeah, you know, sure. I, I, I mean, I, I don't think you can eat anything, drink anything that's, that's, you know, that's going to help you. Some people have genetics that get them through it and some that don't. Yeah. That's no, you're a hundred percent right. There's no, there's no way to like, there's no cheat code. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. there's no instruction manual, there's no cheat code for pre-parenthood and or for parenthood. Um, so that's awesome. Were you like, I know you guys tried for a long time. This process was yeah. like really long for you. And, you know, you went through the, the IVF process or something like IVF and it worked. Does it make it feel even better because of that? You guys tried so fucking hard, and now finally, like, finally, like, you have this amazing thing that you've been, like, fighting for for years. Oh, ten thousand percent. And that's the same concept of, like, you know, I wasn't able to hold my daughter when she comes out of the womb and I'm staring at her for four hours. It's the same, like, you fight, you fight, you fight. It makes it just all the more special Um, than, like, hey, we did this on the first try. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I, it's as it's as simple as that. I mean, just think about a test that you fail a couple times before you pass. Uh, it's a great, um, or great way to a tournament that you lose a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's awesome. Um, that's really it's really just a, an amazing amazing fucking process. Do you remember the first thing you said to your daughter? Um, I think I just said hi. <laughs> <laughs> Like definitely not in a like in a very high pitched voice. Like hi, hi. That's, you that, know? It's probably it's uh, probably standard for the course. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was just wild. I was on a Facetime with my mom, and I just started crying yeah. just because I thought it was so fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, it's just so powerful. I mean, all this stuff, you know, she's looking into your eyes. I'm looking at her. 
it's all that we're making meaning of all of this stuff. But, you know, for me, it's just like, all right, we're in this together now. Yeah. Me and you. I got you. Yeah. I got you. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. How great is the first finger grab? Oh, it's amazing. All that stuff is amazing. You know, you're just like, you know, she had long fingernails. She scratched her eye. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. And it's bleeding. Eventually, we throw some of the breast milk on it. It healed in like a half a second. Yes, because breast but, milk is a full-fledged mutation device. Yeah. But like when that happens, you know, the emotions are so high. Huh. That was one of the moments where I'm like, I will never let you scratch yourself again. <laughs> and, you know, she was in the I, she was in the tightest swaddles after that from, from then on out. For sure. Um, but it's like, yeah, you just like feel like, or I felt that I was the, like the protector of the realm. Yeah. You know, my wife had just gone through this, you know, labor, no matter how easy or hard yours is, it's freaking brutal. Sure. And, and then, you know, she's up at night, she's passed out, she's holding her daughter. And I was like, I will stay up to make sure that everything goes well. Meanwhile, like they've been having kids for thousands of years. That kid could have survived. Like if, you know, of course, just chilling anywhere. But yeah. don't you, so everybody, everybody always talks about like how, like, Oh, how terrible is it that you don't get any sleep? You don't get any sleep. I would, I kind of felt the same way as you. I was fine not getting sleep. As long as I knew that I was up making sure that nothing was happening to either one of them, whether it was in the hotel, I mean the hospital or when we got home, like, you know, Aurora always slept next to me. So that, I mean, even now the monitor is next to me. Like I am yeah. protector of the realm as far as that's concerned. Uh, you know, my wife is the one that's probably getting up with her nine times out of 10 yeah. in the morning, but you know, like I am, I'm, I'm first line of defense. Um, and I also felt like I'm like, I am fine to not sleep as long as I know that like, I'm like watching you and you're fine. Um, because if anything happens, it's on my watch and then I'll feel like an asshole. Yeah. So I, well, it's just, uh, it's just a sense of purpose sure. that you've never had before. Sure, sure. That's that absolutely I think true. Just changes a lot yeah. of perspective. Yeah. That's yeah. It's uh it's awesome. And now that you guys are home, how's it how is it being home with as a family? Now it's not just a couple, it's a family. Yeah. Do you feel that there's a different energy in the house? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean it's definitely brought us way closer together. Um, you know, we uh you know, just every, I mean, listen, there's not much you do. Like, of course it's, it's eat, feed, shit, sleep. And she's sleeping for like, I don't know, it's 18 hours a day. Right. So, um, but it is cool. Like you're sitting on the couch, you're maybe watching TV and you look over and you're like, what the hell is going on? feels like a science project that like you're going to turn in in a couple weeks and you're like okay i'm done with this like this thing grew to where it's supposed to be um but it's you know you're in it you're in it for life so giddy up let's go yeah exactly you're uh, it's a science project you will be turning in in infinity years yeah <laughs> you know seriously. Yeah, that, seriously. that's what it is um that's fucking awesome Man, I'm so fucking pumped for you guys as I just continue to drop F-bombs probably the way Blair was when she was doing contractions. But, like, that's, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I'm so pumped for you guys. It's awesome. Uh, also, but before we wrap up, we'll wrap up in a couple minutes. But, like, before we wrap up, I also loved, and I needed to say this to you on the pod, because I loved how you and Blair told us that you were pregnant. 
you do you remember, do you remember what you said and how you told us that you guys were, were pregnant? I don't remember the exact line. It was something like, "I think I'm ready to do the dad pod." Like we're having a kid, yeah, was it was, something like that. Yes, it was. It, you were like, you were like, yo, what's the prerequisite for getting on the pod? Oh, okay. And I was like, well, you have to be at least an expecting dad. You were like, so sign me up. <laughs> it was yeah, amazing. That was, that was cool. That was, that was a cool moment. Yeah. There's cool moments, man. I mean, I think one of the coolest things about having a kid is like. I've literally, I'm calling everyone up. I'm like, you got to check this out. And people are like, oh, I'm trying to give you your space. You know, you're probably so tired. I'm like, my adrenaline's been pumping for like a thousand hours. Like, you got to see this kid. And meanwhile, like when I see anyone else's kid before I had this kid, I was like, oh, cool. It's an alien. Great. Like, (laughs) call call me when they're two. And like, you know, and like, I'll play and talk with them because I'm totally into kids. Just, you know, not the babies, but now I'm into babies. Now I want to go over everyone's house and feed their baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man, this is, this is awesome. Again, I'm so pumped for you guys. Um, we're gonna we'll wrap up here. I'll let you get back to being a dad. But there are like I always ask everybody. Every single person comes on gets two questions. So I've actually had to manipulate them specifically for you because I had I had a I changed them going one way. Now I got to change them going in the middle ground between expecting dad and dad. So you're probably the only person that is ever going to get these specific questions uh, (laughs) because of like, you know, it's awesome. Um, But so I always ask dads, like, you know, what's their favorite experience about fatherhood and, you know, what their biggest piece of advice is, right? So, but I'm going to ask you... because you're so new to it, I'm sure every experience is just the best experience about it. But what were you, now that you are a father, what are you most excited to experience? Um, I want to teach my girl to throw like a badass. Awesome. Like, I want her to be able to throw like a 70 mile an hour fastball. Oh my god, she's gonna and just like break break every barrier of like throw like a girl. That's like yeah. I want I just want her to break down every one of those barriers and just be a total badass. That's incredible. That's the I I see. I basically outlawed pink in her room. Like (laughs) she's not. I don't want someone sends us a heart uh, lunch pail, and I'm like, we're returning that. All right, so now yeah. I got to check it off. Okay, never anything pink. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, no, dude, that's that's awesome. And you know what? I'm glad that you're probably the only person that's going to get that question because that's the best fucking answer that could ever be given. <laughs> um, but and then so then the second one I'll manipulate a little bit for you is you know obviously you're a week in. What's the best so far? What has been the best advice that you've or feel that it's the best advice that you've received going into fatherhood. Um, or something that like resonated like with you more. Or birth or... Yeah, whatever. Like kind of like not even the best advice. I guess like the 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 thing in regards to having a kid or being a parent or the birth process, etc. That's kind of now that you are a dad, kind of resonates with you the most. You're like, oh, light bulb. I get that now. When such and such said this, 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 and this. Um, 
I think I just think one of the interesting things is like there's no right way to do stuff. Yes, for sure. Like there's there's eighty thousand books about children, and none of them say the same things. Yes, and That's true. you could be talking to doctors and nurses with the same philosophy in the same hospital, and they're telling you different stuff. Yes, and so I think it's I think it's like whatever works for you works for you, and there's no you know right way to do things like our baby nurse says that when she had her kids she's jamaican that she fed them like real foods like out of the womb and water and that's not something we do in the states and guess what a lot of jamaicans grow up to be healthy and a lot of kids in the united states grow up to be healthy so there's just like a million ways to do it and be flexible yeah you know yeah just be flexible yeah the the the, the kind of motto of parenting is flexibility. If you can be yeah. you, because now your whole life is is being flexible. You know, everything yeah. is is kind of dependent on her, and uh, you know, she, you she is the most flexible thing on the planet because you never know yeah. what's going to happen uh, at all whatsoever. Yeah. Um. But man. I said it 400,000 times. I'm so happy for you guys. So pumped for you guys. Thank um, you, man. I appreciate you coming on and jumping on and doing this so close to entering the the fatherhood brotherhood. Um, so we'll have to we'll have to touch base again in a couple months. We'll get you back on, see how you're feeling, see how things are rocking and rolling, how you guys are doing. Um, and I'll talk to you probably every day from now until infinity when you have to turn in that science project. You know what I mean? I know. I know. Seriously. <laughs> Um, all right, man, I'll let you get back to, to, to dadding hard and, uh, you know, enjoy, enjoy mother's day. Wish, uh, wish bones a happy mother's day for me. It's a special. Sure. Well, yeah. Thank you for having me on, man. Uh, this uh, was uh, a lot of fun absolutely. and I'm sure I'll talk to you right after you're yes. done with this podcast. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> all, right, man. all right. Later, buddy. Be good. Peace. And that is all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, to connect on the fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Hit us on Instagram at dadhardpod and the website, wedadhard.com. Big thanks to my buddy, Double D, Dan DeVere, uh, officially taking a spot from, from David Feldman as the newest dad to come on the pod one week removed from having his daughter and like tomorrow is Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day out there to all the moms that are momming fucking hard. Um, because and and happy happy Mother's Day specifically to all the moms that are enjoying their first Mother's Day, my wife included. Um, and you know, having this kid him having this kid, him and his wife having this kid a week before Mother's Day is like super freaking special. So that's awesome. Best best Mother's Day gift anyone could probably get is being a mother. Um so That's all for us. We are out. I will catch you on the other side. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Truth, man. Wish I could go back being a little kid again.